COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Symptoms of this respiratory disease include fever, cough, and sharpness of breath. These symptoms may show up 2 to 14 days after exposure. If you're experiencing these symptoms and have come in contact with or in an area with an ongoing outbreak, please call a hotline and or consult a physician. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I'm your host, Dan Scotland. If you're currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram at IamCannabisSativa, both S's. Feel free to check out our official Twitter account at IC sativa pod you can find and subscribe to our podcast on spotify itunes anchor.fm overcast radio republic TuneIn, stitcher iHeartRadio, and the google play music store please rate and review us on itunes as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs if you like what we are doing please become a patreon supporter of the podcast and support us supporting us helps Helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor.fm slash I am cannabis sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash IC sativa podcast. You can support the podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have $5 and above tiers if you're feeling extra generous. And a special thanks goes out to our current Patreons and supporters. Shout out to our friends of the show, Reefer Revolution, for supporting the podcast. Shout out also to Joey One Love 420, also a friend of the show and contributor of, of the show uh, and founder and frontman of Keystone State Reviews. Becoming a Patreon or financially supporting us through Anchor, Patreon, PayPal gets you perks like early episodes, exclusives, and shout outs at the beginning of every episode. And without further ado, let's get to the episode. Howdy y'all, Dan Scotland here joining you from Legal Grass, Massachusetts, the heartland of America. So for today's episode, we're going to be talking about how the decriminalization law that passed in New Hampshire two years ago, we're going to go into some stuff people may not know about how that law works, um, as well as how their medical marijuana program, their very restrictive medical marijuana program works. So you live if you live in New Hampshire and you're trying to get medical marijuana um, we'll just go over some things you might want to know and um, so you can sort of know what you're getting yourself into if you embark on this um, something that is notable to know is that Maine um, accepts visit visiting New Hampshire patients medical marijuana um, cards and again, key operative word visiting. Um, we don't ever encourage anyone to break the law, or or to traffic cannabis or to bring home cannabis from one state to another state. We don't ever encourage anyone to break any state, local, or federal laws. So again, 
any any info we offer is for educational purposes only. All right. Um, so I'm gonna read this. Um, I'm, I'll, and I'll put I'll put this info. I'll put a link to this on the um, in in the description as well too. So an overview of New Hampshire's decriminalization law. Excuse me. Flip some things around here. Okay. Summary of the New Hampshire decriminalization bill HB 640 as signed into law by Governor Chris Sununu. Sponsored by Remy Kishin. Shout out to him. He's awesome. Um, he follows me on Twitter. He's been he's been doing the legwork for cannabis reform in the state for a lot of his career. And um I've heard that these decrim laws have even been proposed since like the 90s. So again, um he he was putting his neck out there for cannabis for decades. But um shout out to him, he's awesome. He's he's one of my favorite politicians from the state. But let's 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 keep going. Sponsored by Rep. Rennie Cushing, Democrat of Hampton, and a bipartisan group of seven House sponsors and three Senate co-sponsors, HB 640 reduces New Hampshire's penalty for possessing small amounts of marijuana from a criminal misdemeanor to a civil violation in most cases. Below is a brief overview of the new law as signed by Governor Chris Sununu on January 18, 2017. The law took effect on September 16, 2017. Amounts. Under the new law, penalties are reduced for possession of three quarters of an ounce or less of marijuana. And this is going to be key. This 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 is what distinguishes New Hampshire's decriminalization law from a, a number of other laws. Um, um, I know New, with New York, um, only only flour is decriminalized in New York. So if you have hashish. Um, edibles, concentrates, um, you could still get in a lot of flipping trouble if you don't got a card. Um, so let's, 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 let's keep going. So under the new law, penalties are reduced for possession of three quarters of an ounce or less of marijuana. Again, three quarters of an ounce, you're still going to get in a lot of trouble if you have an ounce. So don't do that. Five grams of hashish. For adults 21 and older, marijuana-infused products purchased from states where they are legally sold. Hint, hint, Massachusetts. Again, we don't... This is for educational purposes only. That's, that's, that's key. If they are stored in their properly labeled and child-proof containers, the total number of THC, the active ingredient in cannabis, is limited to 300 milligrams, which is about equivalent to three quarters of an ounce first and second offenses penalty for adults 18 and older the first two offenses within three years carry a hundred dollar civil fine subsequent offenses a third offense within three years carries a three hundred dollar fine while fourth offense carries a three-year period where, where a fourth offense within a three-year period can be charged as a Class B misdemeanor, uh, punishable by a fine of up to $1,200. Arrest. Possession of the 
above amounts of marijuana and marijuana products is no longer an arrestable offense, except in cases where people refuse to identify themselves or lie about their identity. Minors found with with marijuana can also be taken into custody. Minors. Those under 18 years of age are subject to the jurisdiction of the juvenile court, which will be expected to order a substance abuse evaluation unless factors exist that make it unneeded. New offense. The law creates a new misdemeanor offense for adults who fail to keep their edible marijuana products secure, causing them causing them to be accessed by persons under 18. Revenue. All revenue from fines imposed under the new law will be placed in a special fund for substance abuse prevention programs. All right. So that's how their decrim law works. Um, edibles, edibles, concentrates, vape carts, um, sheesh, that's, that's covered under their law. New York. Um, only flower is decrim, and I, I can't really speak to Virginia's new decrim law that pa- that went into effect this July um, last month. I can't really speak to that, but um, if you if again if you are visiting again, this is for educational purposes only. But um, if you passenger pigeon um, um, edibles or concentrate. Um, from when you were visiting your family in Massachusetts, if it if if it gets passenger pigeon, it somehow lands back in your house in Massachusetts or whatever. Um, you are covered as long as it's within certain amounts. So I just I just thought I would highlight that. It's something I didn't know about, um, and I only learned about that through um, through Matt Simon, who's the marijuana policy project director of New Hampshire. Um, he was he was talking about that a couple I want to say like a couple weeks ago on Twitter. Um, so so um, he he was talking about how um, a, another dispensary, another adult use dispensary in 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 Tingsboro, which again is along Route Three, which is right near the Pheasant Lane Mall in Nashua. Which again, they're they're you know it's a hop and a skip away. In other words, if you don't live in the area. But um, he was talking about how a, that store was, how a store was going to open right near the New Hampshire border. There, there were already plenty of stores within the, right near the New Hampshire border. Again, just, I'm only saying this for educational purposes. Don't twist my words around here. So, okay, so on Twitter a couple of weeks ago, he was saying that the adult use recreational store recently opened in Tingsboro, less than a mile from Nashua's Pheasant Lane Mall. Granite Staters can buy an ounce of cannabis here and bring it home to New Hampshire where they risk arrest and possessions and, and prosecution for amounts over three quarter of an ounce. And um, one of my followers was asking um, whether um, whether it, it, it would cover hashish or concentrates or edibles and 
and when Matt said that it, that the decrim law did cover that, I was I was pretty pretty surprised. But um, let me read let me read some of this. And again, I'll, I'll include this in the show notes as well in the description. Actually, not correct. Okay, so one of my one of my fathers asks. I remember when this was still under construction. LOL. This is probably the closest to the New Hampshire border. Also, edibles and concentrates are not included in the decriminalization law, correct? Actually, not correct. We had to fight to ensure they were included. The compromise was that edibles and concentrates had to be labeled childproof containers in order for their possession to be decriminalized, up to 300 milligrams. Here is a summary. So, yeah, um... Let me let me read his his like final response in that thread. Yup, the decrim bill passed in 2017, so Mass and Maine had already passed their ballot initiatives, and we all knew stories were we all knew stores were coming. Excuse me. Some public health advocates saw merit in this chance to disincentivize the illicit market for edible slash concentrates, enabling this compromise. All right, and um, something else I will mention too, and um, this was something one of my listeners or one. This was something that's that um, then that came up in a response to one of my uh, one of my followers as well too. Again, I'll probably link to this in the description too. Um, give me one moment, one sec. All right, okay. All right, so this is going to segue into our next segment right now. So I found the tweet right now. Um, so one moment to call it up. All right, okay. So this was another tweet from Matt Simon. Okay, so in New Hampshire, it is still easier for adults to buy fake cannabis than real cannabis. This makes no sense at all. It's time to legalize real cannabis so people will no longer feel compelled to try the dangerous alternatives. So they're lo- so lawmakers in New Hampshire are looking to ban K2 or are looking to quote unquote snuff out um, K2 um, or fake s- synthetic marijuana. And um, I said in a tweet um, that that right now the citizens of the Granite State have the most leverage to legalize right now. Um, the cops the cops are already on the ropes nationwide. Might as well get cannabis opponents to vocally oppose right now and look bad nationwide. And one of my one of my um, followers said I believe that legalization efforts have already been cabled for this year. It is pathetic that synthetic pot is still legal while while um trying to, while natural pot is not. Thought it was banned already, but I guess not. I am a okay, so one of my listeners also said or one of my or rather excuse me rather um one of what someone else replied i'm i'm a medical 
um, patient in New Hampshire. The dispensaries here don't tell you the name of the strain in the menus. This is something I didn't know. Um, so let me read that line again. I'm a medical patient in New Hampshire. The dispensaries here don't tell you the name of the strain in the menus. They have to abbreviate it instead. They can't call it Girl Scout cookies because if you do, kids will start snorting it. This is what we're dealing with. And um, one of my one of my followers also mentioned how stupid dinosaurs run this state. Got you know, my grandpa was a patient before recently passing away, and he would just he would just um, let me use edibles and tinctures. It all went downhill after he used morphine patch. Sorry, mate. It all went downhill after he used the morphine patch, but cannabis wasn't strong enough for the pain anymore. And then my response to that was, yikes. Um, I guess the Massachusetts program is the second best in New England. That's not saying much at all. Face palm. All right, so something else I wanted to sort of talk about. Um, again, I'll just get, let me just sort of recap a little bit. Um, so, in case you guys don't know, or in case you haven't listened to other episodes, I've I've talked to I've talked about with relate relation to this sort of topic. Um, they have only about four dispensaries there. Um, you are tethered to only one so you could only go to one dispensary and those dispensaries are are are, are only permitted to operate on a on a non-profit base um basis so it makes this very expensive um um to operate and that expense is passed on to the patients who pay over 400 or so an ounce um so that's something i would mention um so you're tethered. You you cannot grow your own, and um, and you have to. Or what? Okay. So what they were able to, what they were able to override the governor on last year is um the, the bona fide doctor patient relationship. I believe the rule had said that you had to have had a three or more month bona fide patient relationship before you can issue the recommendation. So, so if you go to the medical cannabis doctor, if you meet their narrow list of qualifying conditions, if you go to them, you can't, um, you, you are not going to be able to get your card off the bat. Like that's not how their system works. Like you would have to wait several months before they can fully issue that you that recommendation and then the state can issue you a card, but they were able to get rid of that and um, I'm, I'm kind of hazy on the details as to when that goes into effect, but they were able to get rid of that when they overrode the governor's veto on that bill. But um, one more thing I'm going to mention before closing out the episode. One moment. One sec, I'm going to... One moment. All right, found it. 
Okay. Well, to get a card in New Hampshire, it is expensive, first of all. Off. Some, pa- some places will charge 200 for the first appointment, 150 for the second appointment. I'm not sure you... you I'm not sure if you still have to wait 90 days or if they change it to 30. But when I did my application, it was 90 days. You're allowed one dispensary, two duplicates to Mescal, Sanctuary, and Prime ATC. All have overpriced cannabis. 55 for an eighth, 110 for a quarter. The carts are dark, harsh, and nasty. A lot of the tubs of bud are smalls i've gotten three quarters or no i've gotten a quarter no excuse me i've gotten an eighth or i've gotten eighths that look like they produce seeds three quarters of this of the way into the plant life cycle and it was not fun to grind or vape in any case as for maine um again educational purposes only do not break state local federal law and as for Maine this um, particular person I talked to had said their favorite places are are Indico in Kittery, Green Truck in North Berwick um, SKMS Kind Acres Farm in Biddeford and Sweet Dirt in Elliott and um, I think I asked another question with regards to um, um, hopefully, you know, um, hopefully they can they can sort of push for legalization next year or whatever, or try to try to get out some skittish people in the Senate. I think that was my question to to a certain. I think I believe that was the question I was trying to ask, and then their response was not likely. Governor never allowing it because a specific interest group, like likely the cop cop unions, because the chiefs of police they they both they both enforce and make law in New Hampshire. They're the biggest. They are the biggest industry in that state. So that's where that's a lot of people's meal ticket in the state. The 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 cop unions and the the chiefs of police. So they both enforce and make law in that state. Not likely. Governor is never allowing it because a specific interest group gives them a lot of election money and he promises to veto it even if it passes a majority vote in the state senate. New Hampshire is why I am moving to Maine. F this dark ages shit. Alright, um, so that's more or less what I wanted to cover this episode. Um, as always, um, I can also be found anywhere you find podcasts such as iTunes, Castbox, Radio Public, Radio um, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, other platforms like it. I can be found on Patreon at bit.ly/2njmshn and you can join for just $1 a month. Joining gets you extra benefits such as early release episodes, um, ad-free strain reviews and um, a bevy of other things. And for the $5 and above tier, you get a ever-expanding back catalog of all the episodes we've done. Um, so far, I've added over 400 or so of the previous episodes that are all ad-free 
and you can listen to the episodes as intended instead of listening to my lovely voice plug anchor three times an episode um so again that comes with a lot of perks and again i don't i don't trick this money off to strip clubs to and and make it rain or whatever um the the money that i i get um i'm, I'm using to reinvest into the podcast and reinvest into going to other mmj states or going to other recreational states you know you know paying for hosting paying for you know gear for the podcast um I want to eventually make face masks. I want to eventually make shirts. I want to do raffles at some point. And, but, but again, that all costs money. So any little bit that you can contribute would help a, and go a long, long way. So I can be found on Twitter at IC Sativa Pod. I can be found on Instagram at I am Canvas Sativa. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out and ciao. If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support our humble little project, there are quite a few ways you could do so. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast slash support you can also support me now on patreon at www.patreon.com slash ic sativa podcast you can support the podcast for as little as one dollar a month we also have a five dollar and above tier if you are feeling extra generous additionally if you wish to get in contact with us you can leave a voice message on anchor and you can do this by going to h https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast and click the send voice message button and i may just play it on a future episode you can also call and leave a voice message at 617-466-9389 and i may just play it on a future episode feel free to join the ever expanding i am canvas sativa podcast planet on discord we yes we've got a discord Discord channel and that Discord channel can be found at https colon slash slash discord dot gg greg greg slash six five t g two n r again that is https colon slash slash discord dot gg slash six five t g two n r feel free to check out sequoia organics for a great source of cbd and hemp based products you can check them out by the link https colon slash bit dot ly slash three three fk r v nine and you you can enter the following coupon codes for extra discounts such as dog treat 20 tincture 20 40 percent sign off iso 15 percent sign off cbd and that applies to the entire store and as always everyone stay medicated my friends peace out and ciao